0: Welcome to Bazaar. This is the final episode on our series on textiles. In this episode, we analyze the business of Alok Industries and Trident, you know, what, what is the business model, the financials, the history, everything, and also the stock performance. While we were talking about one of these companies, you know, we understood what you shouldn't do, what happens when you over invest and you over produce. So quite interesting, quite insightful, I think this episode and yeah i mean let's let's get on with the show
1: that will be it for page industries i guess and i think the the next talk we have is alok industries and now this talk is very different because i think it is capitalizing on the early stages of the value chain the weaving and the knitting as well as the processing which uh, i mentioned in the in the beginning of the podcast of about the value chain so they are focusing mainly on polyester and cotton they are carrying out a mass production of everything from the weaving and knitting to garmenting as well. So they are exporting about uh, 26% of the production to 90 different countries. And I think this is a very different and a different case compared to the other stocks that we have earlier is that they like page industry, they are having the, a licensed brand like Jockey and Raymond has its own personal brand and they're working through a brand. Whereas Alok industry, they have their own manufacturing unit. They are the suppliers. So this is what they are. They are mass producing a weaving fabric or a knitting fabric. And as well as they are making the garments. And these garments are not on a specific brand based. I think they are mass producing garments and they are given out to these these local or small scale uh, brands. Uh, who wants to sell in small scales and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's broke. It's it's broken down from like a mass producer to a wholesaler who who breaks it down to retailers and, you know, stuff like that. So I think this is what they are working on. And Siddharth, what's your take on it? Or is it in Madagascar, you know, there's this one penguin where, you know, he's doing all the analysis all the time. And the, the head of the penguin group is always like, <laughs> Slovinsky analysis. <laughs> so I think that's what I'm going to do with you today. Siddharth, analysis.
0: So... Like you, you talked about the operations, you talked about how it is into different sectors, but from a finance perspective, like if you're an investor, you need to stay away from this company, honestly. Oh, is that so? Because yeah, because this company is in losses. The business model itself is not that great. It's a funny story. Like I'll tell you the story behind the stock. So, right. I mean, a lot of people, we have a lot of of
1: stock (laughs) gossip in this this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if, if you're interested in stories and corporate <laughs> stuff that's happening, this this episode is just for you. So <laughs> yeah. this is quite interesting. In July 2017, Alok Industries was identified by RBI for in, insolvency proceedings. Basically, this company was bankrupt in 2017, and oh. and it's a classic example of what happens when you you know expand rapidly. You pump money into the business. But you're not, not able to sell. You're not able mm. to grow your sales because with Alok Industries, right, between 2004 and 2013, almost nine years, the company invested more than 10,000 crore rupees building their pinning, weaving, garmenting units. They spent a lot of money. Most of this money came from debt instruments or bank loans, which you know carries a rate of interest. So oh, it's it's not yeah. cheap. It's not cheap. They took a lot of money from banks and. You know, the company's sales were not that great. I mean, it was facing intense competition domestically, globally as well. And mm-hmm. if, if you read a few analyst reports, right, it says that the company was not only over investing, it was also over producing.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. They were left with a, lot of, a in- lot, lot
0: of dead stock. Yeah. yeah. A lot of dead stock was there. Yeah. And I don't know what the management was thinking, but they also diversified into a real estate business.
1: <laughs> oh i think it's because Which, of the they had they had too much of real estate to begin with because they're carrying out such mass production and when they were cutting down on such production they had few vacant real estates and i think that's where they started to how do you say liquidate and set up its own it's, its like a whole segment i i'm guessing and
0: dude real estate is the worst segment to be in because it, it requires a lot of investment you need to put a lot of money buying those lands building the properties everything so mm-hmm. You know, ultimately in 2017, they were on the brink of bankruptcy. I mean, you know, it was declared insolvent by RBI. But luckily Mm. for Alok Industries, you know, Reliance and GM Financial's asset reconstruction company, they they submitted a plan to revive the company. As per the plan, you know, uh, Reliance infused around 500 crores of equity into the company acquiring like 37% stake. And Mm. you know what happens when the name of Mukesh Ambani is associated with your company
1: yeah it's just you don't you know need anything
0: <laughs> yeah the, the stock you just just goes it. up
1: yeah it just goes up
0: the stock goes up and that's exactly what happens so the stock ambani went has up. the golden
1: touch <laughs> no matter what business it is yeah, no matter which, he, what he industry is, it is if you have ambani behind you it just goes up
0: <laughs> he is the guy so in the first 4 months of 2020 the stock went up by more than 800% and mm. you know the sales for financial year 21 like if, if we talk about revenues, the sales have been okay. They have been stable. But what is alarming here is that the company reported a net loss of 5,600 crore. That's that's something you don't like to see as an investor when, when a company is making such huge losses. Even the net worth is negative. Hmm. That's why if you see in this year in financial year 21, the stock went up from 18 rupees to 55 rupees in July 2020. And now today it's back to 20 rupees you know it's been a roller coaster ride i personally won't invest in this company because you know it's making yeah. losses
1: as there's no I, I don't see a clear direction like you, there is there is good backing for this company but it, it really needs to secure its sales like how we like how we discussed earlier this whole textile business is, is very cyclical so you don't know yeah. if, how much you can sell so i think based on their analysis they they must have over overproduced, and now they are suffering you have to be very smart yeah even taking care of the, in the inventory holds up a lot of real estate like your space and the more time you you hold up your space you know there are there, there are some production you cannot stop so you know you are overutilizing your storage capacity and given so much production it's like you said you wouldn't invest so would I
0: don't don't invest in alok industries it's a classic example of what can go wrong if you don't make good decisions in the textile industry. So if you over invest, if you over produce, you know, you're going to end up like Alok.
1: So, uh, during, during my research, when I came, when I was doing some research on Alok industry, I also came across this tab on their official website. It says something about sustainability. And I was very surprised to see that because sustainability is what I also read about or research about personally. And they actually had a, a special tab for sustainability, which I was personally happy to see that they have such initiatives. So I went to see what they're doing in this whole space of sustainability. So what I saw is they are making cotton handbags, which is uh, organic cotton, and also uh, organic cotton handkerchiefs, which I think is a a very good initiative and it's biodegradable and it's organic because cotton production uses a lot of chemicals and pesticides. So organic cotton is is very nice to see. And also it is uh, certified, which is also creates more credibility for for them and it is it is certified by this global organic textile standard uh, which is the gold standard for organic cotton i think and having that i think it's it's very nice to see uh, sustainability sustainability concerns from a listed company so do you think uh, siddharth so like sustainability can be a thing for a listed company giving their current production and situation
0: are you asking specifically for alok industries or for Raymond's and page as well
1: uh for for alok yes
0: for alok i would say the major concern right now is is the losses that they're making i would say instead of focusing on sustainability getting into new business lines i would say just focus on the segments that are profitable or even breaking even get mm. rid of all the dead weight the company's net worth, like I mentioned is negative and you know, even though it's associated with the name of reliance that doesn't guarantee anything. Right. I mean, uh, money yeah. is not, gonna, is, he's not going to pump like additional thousand crore in the business. So if you're talking about Alok industries, I think at this point, they don't have the luxury to invest in sustainable, you know, clothing or even anything else. Like they, they don't mm-hmm. have the resources right now for page industries and Raymond's. Yeah. I think as times progress it makes sense to invest in sustainable clothing because i think it's yeah. it's catching on with the public right a
1: right, lot of right.
0: millennials also want sustainable clothing so yes and i yeah, think they they have sense.
1: a brand through which they can get into custom like customers and for alok they are they are only doing manufacturing so it's very hard for them to set up a sale so with exactly. with, uh, with page having the brand uh, having the jockey brand they can do something with sustainability through their brand since it is very well known and also with raymond's since they're doing suiting, shirting, they can do into organic cotton suits and um, a lot more, which is which a is whole segment. So maybe they can do it. But for Alok, it's it's a no-go. <laughs> and the next one,
0: company that we're going to be talking about is quite sustainable.
1: Yeah, so it, it, exactly. So the next company, the next uh, stock, it, all, they also had like a whole, whole page de- uh, dedicated to sustainability. And it's called uh, Trident. And their their main focus is uh, home textiles and yarns. And also, they also have other segments of uh, paper, chemicals, and energy sectors. And uh, besides all that, they have uh, bath and bed products, which is towels, bed sheets, and also uh, building on the sustainability segment. They are working with high-end luxury brands through which they are selling their bath and bedding products. Since it is sustainable, of course, it's going to be expensive to develop, and they are working with luxury brands, who I think can pay for their pro- for their product. They are very good buyers. Luxury brands can sell sell their products for a higher price, so they are the good buyers for the company. And I think Trident has developed such relations relationships in domestic and international brands.
0: Like you mentioned, you know, Trident is one of those few companies in India that is really sustainable. If you read about the business, right? So the company is, it makes paper, but it doesn't cut down trees. It uses agricultural residue to make paper. In the process of making paper, power is generated, which is again used. It is diverted into its terry towels plant. So what they're doing is they're, first of all, not cutting down trees. Then the power that is generated, they're creating energy for self-sustainability and they're saving energy and costs as well. So the story of Trident and its owner Rajendra Gupta is one that I really enjoyed while I was preparing for the show. Trident started as a chemicals and fertilizer business back in 1985. And in 1990, it's when they diversified into yarn, paper, terry towels. From a revenue standpoint, the company makes most of its money from the sales of terry towels. And they have international customers like Walmart, JCPenney, TJ Maxx. So, you know, some good names.
1: Yeah. uh, These are well known guys.
0: And most of its uh, income is coming from exports. So, this is a company which is actually making an impact in the foreign soil. So, more than India, they're selling in the foreign nations. And even the yarn that they're producing, right? So, normally what Mm. happens is that the yarn that they produce is, is consumed internally to make terry towels. But the surplus that's remaining of the yarn Right. That also they are exporting. So it's oh. a great company, very very sustainable. And yeah, personally, I I really like the owner Rajender Gupta because he has a lot of skin in the game. So he ha- he owns around seventy percent of the company. So right, you know. And I think that that's that's good like
1: because international buyers they have a high purchasing power. When uh when a company is producing high quality, which obviously means uh high production cost, and these luxury brands and international buyers they are ready and willing to pay a higher price for such a high quality products because that's what they look for. And I think this is this is a good case because this is where sustainability can come in also because sustainability, of course, it is it requires a change in the manufacturing and the production process, which can add to the cost. And since these buyers are ready to pay for it, I think they are making a good initiative in, in that sense. And how do you think the, exactly. uh, the financials look like?
0: Yeah, so you know, revenue growth for the past five years has been flat again. I think, you know, as a, as an industry, textiles in the past three years has not really performed that well. Like if you pick any stock, Raymond's Mm. Page Industries, Alok Industries is is, don't even think about it. And if you even look at other brands like Lux, Rupa, Dollar, in the past three years, you know, the financials, the sales have not been that great because Mm. I think we're not realizing it, but We have been in COVID for more than like, how, how many, how many years has it been now? It's, it's been a year or more than that as well. Like one point. So textiles as an industry has been impacted over the, like every company has been impacted. Trident as well has been impacted because, you know, even when the U S economy was down, their sales were impacted terribly. So revenue has declined marginally in financial year 21. The net profit margins of the company are also not very impressive. But one positive, mm. it's the, the debt to equity ratio has been dropping over the years. So they have been mm. consistently paying their debts. You know, the interest cost is going down and the right. stock, if, if you see from a stock perspective, so the stock has performed reasonably well. If you take a look at its stock chart over the past five years, the company has grown by 200%, which is, right. it's not bad at all.
1: And, 200% is it's great. Like given all yeah. like, like past three, four years, the companies, the sales revenue, like you said, is starting to get stagnant out, or like the forecasted growth is, is diminishing every year. Definitely. I think based, based on that, having a 200% growth is, I think it's great. And I think from the previous talks, I think this one seems reasonable, oh, yeah. but I, I'm not Rayman's sure about was
0: down Because if you had invested in Raymond's, you were actually making a loss. Page, Page. Page industries as well has not been that great in the past five years, right? From 2007, if you yeah. compare it like from the initial years, it has been great. But in the past two, three years, Page Industries as well has not been that great. So
1: right.
0: Trident has been one of those companies which has performed well. At least the stock has performed well. And it definitely deserves, a, I mean, a place in your watchlist. Like, I would recommend that you keep this stock in your watchlist. And if it corrects by a big margin, then you can probably buy it as well.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure how long, but yeah, it can be a, a good, good buy, but I would yeah, love to see more about what, how they proceed, how they, uh, how they plan to go forward with this. Yeah. And I think like uh, from the sustainability pers- perspective, they have, they claim some, uh, I think they are saving about 5,000 trees a day based on their manufacturing capacity. I think if if they didn't, they would have been using 500, 5,000, sorry, 5,000 trees more and now because of their sustainability initiatives they are saving 5000 trees a day and they are working with uh, 17500 farmers to uh, minimize the pesticides used in the cotton production and you know they are they have a waste waste treatment facility to recover the water and reducing the water usage it's a good initiative which i have not seen any other textile companies do and also it's it's very hard to have such such initiatives being a te- being in the textile industry myself because it you really need to have a lot of capital and uh good sales
0: Pisa, paisa. yes
1: <laughs> to have good and also you need to have good sale otherwise you you will not be able to pay off your your cost and also uh, because of this they the yarn segment that that they have they are they are focusing more on natural fabrics they are going for cotton and they also have natural other natural fibers and they also have in blends. So they have blends and uh, blends includes like bamboo, soya, and they also have high quality viscose. And the high quality of viscose, which is rayon, that's, that's well known as. So they have tensile and modal, which is more uh, fine and higher quality viscose. So I think uh, this talk this is also, I think, seems positive compared to all the other three. And I think that that's that's it we have raymond page industry alok industry and trident so these are the four stocks that that we had for today so what do you think yep uh, how, how how was it discovering in discovering these textile stocks because you usually you look at other other industries textile is is not uh, something that you usually look into and for the sake of this podcast you you did some research so what's your feedback on the textile industry
0: it was fun it was fun researching about these stocks Honestly, the reason why I don't invest in this industry in particular is because it's a very cyclical industry. Yeah. I like to invest in companies which are, you know, recurring in nature. Like the revenue is stable. There is no like, it's not a roller coaster ride. So those right. are the kind of industries that I like to invest in. Textiles as a business is hard. You know it,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. You, there is a certain amount textiles. of unpredictability. So you know that is something and- very risky.
0: And the margins are also very low. So if you see these companies, right? None of the companies have a margin, net margin of more than 20%, which means that they're not able to generate that cash Mm. in the business, right? They will never be able to grow at a level, at a speed at which Infosys is growing or TCS is growing. All of these tech companies, right,
1: right? They
0: have incredible gross margins, incredible net margins, 50%, 60%. These companies have... Net margins of like six percent, twelve percent. That's it. Mm. So, not a lot of growth in these companies. But yeah, definitely. I mean, if it corrects, like for example, if Trident, you yeah. know, in the next six months drops by fifty percent, then I would be interested. Yeah,
1: but yeah thank it was you. A lot
0: of fun. It was a lot of fun doing this with you.
1: Oh, well, thank thank you for being on the show. And also, I and think we
0: should do more. I should. I think we should cover more stocks. So I think there are, I think more stocks in the tech. There are most stocks
1: definitely. Industry.
0: We yeah, should w- do more. We should do another episode.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I would love. I would love to do all the analysis and uh, you know go through all these talks because since uh, I'm also in this in this field, so it's it's very nice to understand at what scale, uh, what level of business is being done with what resource and at what capacity. So it's very nice to see uh, the risk associated with it as well and you know when i when i also look at how these stocks are performing over the years and i compare the future of industry and the resources that are needed to you know execute what i plan personally and what they are doing yeah. you know being an established brand or firm so it's it opens your mind uh, based on what what they are doing and especially uh, it's it's good because a lot a lot of the businesses nowadays they are uh, tech driven or you know they they are service service products for for a physical good uh, you know, these are physical goods like garments and all they are, they are physical products. So to, to what level there, there still needs for innovation, mm-hmm. you know, given how labor intensive, labor intensive it is, it's, it's very nice to, to understand what's, what's next and what's going to happen and how these big players are going to tackle it because they are the ones I mean, running. You it.
0: you can learn a lot from these companies and like, you can implement those learnings in your own business, right? so. Exactly. It, it makes a lot of sense for you to do the research, you to read about these companies and like when we do this podcast we are researching, we are learning yeah. a lot. Yeah, because that's since a it was advantage.
1: stock and it has a lot of uh, you know financials involved that's why I would, I wanted you to be uh, a part of this podcast because you are from that background. So, thank you for making this podcast so yeah, much man. more interesting and comprehensive for the listeners. I'm sure you added a lot of value. Personally, listening to you it was Thanks a lot it was a lot of value and a lot of insight. So thank you for coming to the
0: show. Thanks, buddy. That's the end of our series on textiles. I hope you like our coverage of the textile stocks. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Aman who made this possible. Uh, if you are someone who is interested in fast fashion brands and also in textiles, you know, his podcast is, is something you need to follow. Like he is putting some amazing content out there. So do follow his podcast. It's called Text Wired. And I, I think you'll really love, I think you'll like what he's doing with the podcast. Also, you know, people on the show may have certain recommendations to buy or sell, but don't buy or sell based on what you hear. Do your own research before you take any decision because, you know, at the end of the day, it boils down to your, it's your money, right? So you have to be very smart with your decisions. You can reach out to us at TheBazaarPodcast at gmail.com or just give me a heads up on Twitter. If you have any suggestions, any topics that you would like us to cover, any more stocks, any series like the one we did on Textiles that you think we should do. So take care and we'll catch you in the next episode.